Welcome. It's hard lord time. It's hard lord time. What's up, Bo? Not much, baby. We got good news. We got exciting news. We do. You want to share the hard lord universe? Might as well. The hard lord universe. What we got? There's the back of a shirt. Uh, we will be at Sound of Fury together this weekend doing some in-person hard lore stuff. Some quick stuff. Probably. Maybe one long one. We'll maybe see. One, but, yeah, yeah. I think oh. that's... And also, maybe some other stuff. Maybe, yeah, some, I, maybe some Bo and Colin stuff. We don't. We really don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just hang out privately. <laughs> and, and not record. Not see how that goes. Um, but, but yeah, we'll be there doing some stuff. We'll probably have like 10 to 15 different 10 to 15 minute chats with various uh, people from punks, all over the punk world. Punk celebs, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Flying alone. Found you out like yet. flying alone? I love, dude. Nothing better. Nothing better. You're not waiting on anyone. Let me ask you this. Hit me. And oh, you can be honest with me. Yeah. I won't. I'll edit this out. You ever jack off on a plane? Mm-mm. Okay. You know why? And and this is not like, this is not a. Um, I don't care if someone does. If you're on like a 14 hour flight, 20 hour flight, sometimes you got to check your oil. You know, like I get it. <laughs> the reason I'm not down with it is because there could be like a child within five feet and just automatically my, I couldn't like my brain. Well, worked. the child is also like sitting on the same surface right after, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's not for me. It's I'm depraved. Not, I'm not. Yeah. I know guys who on tour will like jerk off in a, a mall bathroom or something. And like, again, I don't mall bathroom. Yeah. Like, well, just like, Oh, we're here for a minute. I'm going to go. And it's like, yeah, that's, that, that man was dark. suffering up until that moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Plus, like, brother, in your 30s, you got the love smug. You, you, you haven't even brought it up. You're just casually. Well, that what? was the, the bit until you just ruined it. Dude, that is not 32 ounces. No, how this, big is that? It is a big boy. <laughs> I have no idea. This is not the mug that I had. They it, sent that to you because yeah. of hard lore? Yeah. Wow. Loves, baby. Loves. We need we, one for Colin. Need one for Colin. We, I need one of those for one. Also, I need a Helix bed. So if Helix bed is watching <laughs> this, let me get Dallas, one of them. Dude, made in Dallas, Texas, USA. Come on. You can't. I don't know what size it is, but it's probably like. That it, looks like a maybe a, maybe a 48 or 48. Yeah, it might be. Good for it, you, man. Came with a straw. Yeah, and you know what? And like that's that's my kind of cup, the one that you need. It needs an adapter. <laughs> I don't have an adapter that size. I have one for the big gulp because it has it's like you small bottom, big yeah. thing. That can looks good. Guess, can you guess what I got in here? It's gonna kill you. You know what it is. Cherry Dr. Pepper or something? You're in the same you're in the right fam, but cheer wine. Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh yum. Just a classic. I have a whole extra. Fr- I have a t- small fridge dedicated to only soda next to my regular fridge. So <laughs> I'm. I just sucked one down moments before recording. So no, you know I'm happy for you, but I'm. Oh, I'm. I couldn't have another sip right now. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, so for for everyone listening, we have like a light roadmap where we're going to do the sound of fury. This is going to be a viewer episode where we read emails and, and chat. Mm-hmm. Because we've had guests and things have been busy and 
it's just tough. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do the Sound of Fury stuff that'll most likely be next week. And then we have been trying to get this one guest for a minute, and hopefully we can make that happen by the following week. So we got we got content in the chamber. <clears throat> Babies. It loaded up. Ready to shoot all over you. All right. So, uh, did you did you keep, there was a bunch of good stuff on the Twitter too of like you asked like, hey, what do you want to hear? And they said a bunch of good shit. You got that loaded up because there were some of those where I was like, hmm. I got the email pulled up. Why don't you pull up the Twitter? I won't. <laughs> I won't do it. I'm not doing that. I don't want it. I'm not logged in. I don't. Oh, so you really you actually want me to do? No, it? I won't do it. <laughs> That's on you. All right. Well, then can you get into the Gmail and maybe read a story? Since I can't I do it. Oh, my fucking God. I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I only have two huge monitors. I can't. <laughs> I can't spare a single inch. I can inch. visually see you reading right now, <laughs> like, like Twitter. No. Yeah, I'm trying to log in. I'm trying to be a good Samaritan. I'm trying to be a good co-host, you know? It ain't working. Wait, it is. I'll edit this out. No, it's this is the good shit. I'll condense it a little. Just to be <laughs> like, oh hey, they're funny. Hey, uh, new login alert on your account hardlore pod. That's crazy. <laughs> that weren't me. All right. So we have seven emails. Seven emails? Seven emails. We're so fucking rich with with content. With with people wanting stuff. What do we got? Hit him. Hit me. Should we hit it? All right. This one is oh, that's a long that's a dense boy. Oh. But within the first sentence, we have twitching tongues mentioned. So, Oh, Lord. All right. This is from Michael M. First, the pandemic got me hooked on twitching tongues. Second, the pod- One by one. Yeah. They all, they all come around. <laughs> they brother. all feed the disease, baby. Second, the pod got me hooked on Wingstop, which- Hey. I mean, right out there. Uh, I uh, just like just like twitching tongues. Everybody gets their wings eventually. All right. <laughs> I got them a long time ago. Long time ago. I toured in the mid two thousands with some of the super popular pop punk bands. This all started because a college roommate dropped out, ended up working at a record label, and then left that to tour manage a band on the label. The first or second tour he was tour managing uh, had the girl who would later on win Paris Hilton's best friends merch person. The merch girl was on a Paris Hilton show. She quit, so he hit me up. I hadn't found a job for the summer, so I said, fuck it, let's go. The next day, I got on a flight to stay at the drummer's mom's house. I had never met anyone in the band prior. They were all 18. This is, what? what is his role? Merch, he's going to do merch. Merch, he's doing merch for a band he doesn't know. Completely. So a friend of his is TMing. Hit him up. It was summer. He didn't have a job. And he does merch for, he tours with all the big pop punk bands. All of them. Uh, Well, I think this might be one of them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. Um, They were all 18, literal days out of high school, and they knew nothing (coughs) about the world. While they're, while they're, while they're the mom. Got a fucking illiterate co-host. Jesus Christ. What did their mom say, Bo? The macho man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. <laughs> uh, while there, the mom, the band's management and tour manager made it clear I was as much a babysitter as I was a merch guy. Ooh. Oh. The tour started in two days. 
but was on the other side of the country. Uh, what bonded myself with the band was buying a shit ton of fireworks on the way there. Nice. These kids were amazed that my friend and I would light fireworks in the van and then shoot them out of the window. Yeah, that's don't do that. Big mistake showing these kids who were living a surreal life at the time. We pulled over midday in Kansas so someone could do something outside of the van. One one person got the brilliant idea, but you have to keep in mind that this is probably like a cell phone email and it's like I'm I'm calculating right yeah, now. Yeah. What the duck is yeah, all over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One got the brilliant idea to shoot a Roman candle at someone outside the van. It hit dead grass on the side of the highway, and it was immediately caught on fire. Oh, nice. This fire was way too big for us to put out ourselves. Enormous clouds of smoke are now billowing over this major highway. A decision was made that we're fucked either way and might as well hope for the best. About five minutes later, we get pulled over. The most insane arrest then begins. All of us are told. Dude, I love the decision was made. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they all just stand around and, and, and the fucking, the council decides. <laughs> the Gentlemen, <laughs> we shall depart and the fire shall contain itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they could have put, uh, all of us are told to get out and go stand in a ditch on the side of the highway. They could have put bullets in our heads and no one would have found us. Well, they search the vehicle <laughs> and say, you guys got to come with us. They have us drive ourselves to the police department and go and stand in the office. They proceed to pull out books of laws to attempt to figure out what to charge us with. Sound mm. like really bad cops. The sheriff then comes in looking like a character from Looney Tunes, calls us city slickers and says we need to go to a holding cell for about two hours of standing around. 20 minutes later, they tell us we're being charged with littering. We'll be prosecuted one by one and let go. After we're all out, it's obvious that they are not making that we are not making the first show. My second day is babysitter and I get oh this entire God. group of kids arrested. So they missed the first date of what is their biggest tour to date. There's more from the same tour, I believe. Should I continue? That is that the end of that story? That's the end of that story. <sighs> Almost my cousin Vinny, really. I shot true. the clip. It's true. I shot the clip. Uh, that's super dumb. Yeah, but, pretty dumb. Definitely but don't. But like, dude. But also I, a mistake. Like, of course. I was touring at 18 and I just had no business. Like, I I don't think my brain developed until I was like 25. Yeah. Like, if if anything, like I, if it had, if it even has yet, I, <laughs> I just knew nothing about anything. So. Occasionally respect. I, I get a glimpse of what I look like. It's a real bummer. My eyes, there. my eyes are just always like. <laughs> you eat a lot of salt lately? No, no. I get that, but dude, if I after I eat pizza, I'm like, my face if, is my face gets eat, smaller. Yeah, if I eat something before bed, which I did, but it was actually just um, bratwurst. I was like, before bed. What is that? Like four what? hours ago? You sick fuck? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Four hours ago. <laughs> All right. Continue the email. All right. <clears throat> Another interesting story was stopping at a day's in between Cleveland and Philly. Near Erie, I'm going to guess. We got there about 3 a.m. The team check, checks us in and we head to our room. I wonder what band this was, if they were that young. We get to it and the room hasn't been turned over. Bummer. No big deal. Go back to the desk and get in the room. 
Second room, we open the door and the TV is on and the family is sleeping all over the room. Nice. The family is shook. We go back again. They apologize and tell us we're getting hooked up for the trouble. We're getting a suite. Wow. Get to the suite and it looks good. Days in suite. Yeah. I just, (laughs) I just want to sleep. So I get into the bed. I have one of those moments where I say to myself, is this bed wet or cold? Which is an interesting human thing, isn't it? Whatever it is, if it's wet, it's just a little damp and I want to sleep. The Mm. others smoked some weed before getting into bed. The second bed was for sure wet. The person working must have just assumed no one was getting this room. Didn't Didn't give a fuck. The sheets weren't dry and made the bed. After that, we finally got a normal room. So they went back again. Wow. And they were like, the guys, this suite is sopping wet. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's something I kind of like about like a kind of wet blanket at home. At home. That's what not I'm at a hotel. Fucked up things you've ever said. Not at a hotel. Like when it's uh, when it's like when it was 10 minutes from being done in the dryer, not like a cloth quilt or something. But like a comforter that's like a little moist from my own doing, not mystery moist. <laughs> but what's the benefit of sleeping in a wet comforter? I like to be cold and it keeps, I it's know that motherfucker's going to stay cold. I'm not saying like, I don't want it to be fit, like dripping, but like, like I said, like almost done in the dryer. <laughs> I don't actively seek this, but if I pull something out too early and it's a little wet, I ain't putting it back. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you know I haven't had laundry? I haven't had laundry in my residence for at least 15 years. Are you a fluff and fold man? <sighs> the only way to live. You baby. drop it off, you, you pick, pick it, it up. up. It's a delight. I love it. I, I I I was a big fluff and what is it? What does it cost for you? About a dollar a pound? 80 cents a pound. 80 cents a pound? Mm-hmm. That's a steal. Is, but the thing is, is like, so I have 200 t-shirts. Two pairs of pants, a ton of socks, and a ton of underwear. Right? Yeah, but you wear all two hundred t-shirts. No, no, no. So my, my no, no, no. My, but my point is, I only go once a. I only do laundry once a month. Hmm. I drop it off once a month. It costs me like forty bucks, and it's folded and done. It. I mean, I how love, far is how far is the laundry man? I have to. I have to Uber to it. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't have a car, man. City living, baby. I live in a city. Yeah, kind of. Also, <laughs> Subway sucks, but back on those tours, I ate so much Subway. GPS was considered a luxury. Sidekicks provided the internet, and they mm. were... At, oh, so we're talking... This is a while ago. Yeah. I asked my friend recently why we ate it so much, and he said, a sandwich the only thing those kids could agree on. No excuse. They were also $5 at the time, so Five. that's definitely yeah. why. Yeah. Um. Dude, some of the first tours we did, we had MapQuest directions printed out. Of course. From venue to venue. So everything that was the that was the way. Was, yeah. That was the way you did it. That's <laughs> how you do it. I uh, uh yeah. You want to read a couple, do a couple tweets and then we'll do another email? Yeah, that's that sounds wonderful. Uh one for the vocalists. This is from Tim Ox Arms. How do you maintain vocal health when it comes to playing several shows in a row? Fucking wing and a prayer, brother. You can't. It's like you can only do so much to control it, but you're but a fuck. You're I, straight up a one breath away from your whole voice going out. Sometimes I feel like it. Also, sorry, let me 
clock out real quick. I think it also depends on like a predisposition. Like some people can just do it. Keith from yeah. every time I die, like can just always do it. Yeah. I have to, I, I have to practice v like vigorously before a tour to just get kind of get semi broken in. But either way, the first three shows are going to be sick. And then I'll have, I normally have like two or three where I have nothing. So <laughs> like the, the standard hardcore touring schedule where it's like seven days on maybe a day off 14 days on maybe a day off. Like I'm, I'm not supposed to do that. It doesn't work for oh, trying to do. You would do like three on one off or something. Wouldn't you like, if you Dude, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times it was just 30 on, no off. True. Because you have to. It's like you can't afford to take a day off. So uh, It's not easy. I, the, but I would I would definitely get up to some witchcraft and stuff like raw garlic was big for me for a bit. I don't know if you remember that one. I remember that. I remember the throat, the spray. The throat spray was I think that was a kind of a placebo. Uh, sure. But I there you were like a champion of it. I remember yeah. It, it numbed me, and that's what was good because yeah. my throat just hurt so fucking bad uh, at singing so frequently. So the, it was sepical, that's what that's called. And then I use Fisherman's Friend all the time. Those basically do the same thing. They just cool you down <clears throat> to, like, uh, to mimic the feeling of being well <laughs> when in reality you're suffering. But garlic, I actually like just chewing raw garlic, which is much spicier than you would think it would be. Yeah. Kind of turned out to be like the one trick where I was like, oh, I actually like instantly feel better because I just get sick every tour. And you do warm ups too. You're a big, big warm time. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I sit like, there and go. It, yeah. For like 15 minutes. And even, whole, the even whole if, band before us. Even if you're not doing um, like twitching tongues type vocals, uh, Twitter listener, like humming, just hum for 10 minutes before you're set. I never lose my voice. I don't do that much backups for harm's way or anything, but James hums. He never loses his voice ever. It's, it's crazy. You know what makes me lose my voice? Talking over the music at a show. Yeah. Like talking to a friend over the house music. It's like that level of strain that all, all of a sudden I'll be, uh, I don't know what that is. It's just the way it, the, the voice is a very fragile thing. And singing is is muscle memory. It's like a it's like an instrument that you play. Talking loudly at a weird volume is not a thing you practice ever. So yeah. when you when you bust that out for a special occasion, for that for that when you see that guy you ain't seen in a while, yeah, and you're talking over a band you don't care about, that shit hurts. It ain't good for you. Whispering is really bad for you when really? you're like when you're when you're damaged at all. This is that. So when you're like trying not to talk and you do. This, it does more damage to the voice than talking normally would. How interesting. Like in, like when your voice is damaged, you're not supposed to do impressions. Really? Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, the next tweet is from Comic Con Man. He said, shoes. <laughs> I don't want to be a shoe podcast. No. I love a shoe, but. Definitely not. But but like, what do you. R.I.P. shoes. What do you I wear feel? on stage? Like a boot, generally. Yeah, you're a boot guy for sure. Or a bootman. Bootman. I'll probably be a bootman now if I'm not going to jump around. But jumping with boots, ain't, ain't yeah, you're you're blistered up for sure. Not even that. It's just like they're heavy. 
So yeah. You, you miscalculate how high you're, you know, it's just like a whole thing. It's true. Uh, drums, I have to wear like a comfy running shoe or something. Yeah. I, I used to go barefoot, but. Ugh, fuck that, dude. Yeah, there's fucked. a rule. No bare feet on stage. I love blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, I knew it was coming. George would always have his hobbit feet out, which He's is what he called his one, feet. Man. And that's. He is a real sick fuck for that. Mm-hmm. Long sleeves and bare feet. Whew. Oh my god! Just to do it, I feel like what was there was no reason, right? I don't know. I yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not Why? sure. But I mean, criminal. We, we were with them a couple times, and they, we would play on like tile floor, and, and he'd, he'd still do jumping it. Oh, on tile floor. God, imagine going and go jump barefoot outside, Colin. No, and like land flat footed. Couldn't know? pay me a thousand dollars to do it <laughs> per our last discussion. Criminal math said a discussion on which is the better record: perseverance or rise of brutality. Okay. I mean, it's perseverance, right? No. See, it's, so I, I would disagree. Okay. Here's, the, here, I, here's my argument. I think perseverance is a little too long. It had to be, though. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It had to be. I know because it was so much time. Like, I get it. I understand that. But, like, I don't need that down because I have Rise of Patel. I just think, I think right now, this bow. Yeah. You. Me. If you if you shut up for one second and you listened to both records back to back, because I've had this discussion in, internally before. Yeah. So this is like this is just a coincidence that somebody asked this, and sometimes I'll say Rise of Brutality, but lately I listen to per- Perseverance. It's like straight up Uncle Buck to me, where I'll I'll it'll finish and I'll hit play again. Mm. Just keep it rolling. I think I I think that, dude, perseverance had like the biggest position to fill in in following up the the biggest hardcore record ever. No, they argument. took their time. There were label hangups, contractual things. It had to be a certain length, and with all that, it sounds fucking really sounds unique weird. and yeah, very good. It's, it's weird, big and weird. dark. Yeah, big and dark. Yeah, very big um, and dark, but. Here's the thing, dude. I feel like it's perfect. Brutality has Voice of Contention, which is my actual favorite, like, non-satisfaction song. Because it... I mean, it has it has a couple it's got of... A, it's got a couple tracks, but I'm just saying. Yeah. The breakdown riff, it's it's the blueprint. The breakdown riff is the intro riff played slower. And it hits so fucking hard. Yeah. They fuck. You, th- you say you think you know... You lied. I, I agree, and uh, and it also has Doomsayer and Beholder of Justice, and Tear it down. They, they did the brilliant thing of using yeah. the outro from the from the last record into the intro of the new record. That's some like I, I got I got into Hatebreed in a really weird way. I think probably the first thing I listened to was Brutality because I was I was like adverse to more metallic hardcore growing up. I was like a punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you a were. Marauder, yeah, Marauder bridged it, right? So then it was like, oh, okay, I could check out Hatebreed. Oh, this is heavy. I get it. And then when I listened to Perseverance, I was like, wait a minute. You know? Yeah. That's uh, yeah, big yeah, brain, yeah. next level thinking, yeah, dude. Blew my mind, for sure. You know what's a huge big brain thing? And that like, nope. I, I feel like maybe I've brought it up on the show before, but in the Fury of Five at War with the World insert... On the information on the back, on the very bottom, it says, next time it's personal. 
And then the next record is called This Time It's Personal. That's pretty. He was thinking years ahead. <laughs> like people, people shit on Fury Five, but they're fucking brilliant. Hmm. The whole band are it's chock full of like actual unbelievable musicians. Mm. And then he's clearly this creative genius who is thinking years ahead of time. Because that I've I've been chasing that sense of like a way to do something like that, and I, it'll yeah, never be yeah. as cool, dude. Um, have you ever looked at all of like have you ever looked at Bloody Kisses, like the the liner notes for Bloody Kisses? Mm-hmm. All the shit, all the thought that he put into that, like bronze axes, like everyone has their own shit. North winter, like whatever the fuck, like. That blew my mind. And then the thanks having All Out War. All Out War and it, yeah. I think Ooh, like Stigmata's in there too or something. Unreal. Yeah, it's crazy. Unreal. It's badass. Um, what is now, to me, arguably their worst record. Bloody Kisses? Easily. Like easily, right? Easily. It's And it's like, yeah, it has the two biggest hits ever. But like that's, you don't listen to Mother when you want to listen to dancing. I mean, well said. I, but how sick is mother? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, but so you know I, what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I've, I've heard it. Right, right. I, we can listen a long way right now, you know? Or We will we'll go back to the emails right after this one. But um, Abby Abergale said, funniest story that comes to mind from tour. And I think I have one ready to go. It's okay. very short, very simple. Say yours. I'm going to think of mine. But I just know, like, this is so simple, but I laughed for three hours probably. You know those? Yeah, yeah. Where you you get started, you're laughing, you stop for a second, and then somebody says something and reminds you of it. Absolutely. So Mike Cesario is driving in Canada, the original drummer of Twitching Tongues. He's pumped. When you're driving, you pump the gas, you know? Mm. So he's pumping the gas. It's done. The, the pump is done. He's taking forever inside buying a single bottled of wa- bottle of water. Like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> it's very cold outside. And I'm like, I, I just, we just wanted to leave, mm-hmm. you know? But Mike's taking forever buying this fucking bottle of water. Chatting with so, people. Chatting. He's Dude, M- Mike yeah. meeting people. Mike had the, Mike was like a baby charmer. I don't know if you've ever witnessed that. We'd be at line in line at like, for like McDonald's or something. And there'd be a baby in front just <laughs> looking at him like this. And Mike would just be like, <laughs> and the baby would be dying. But that's a whole other saga. That's so I get out to take the pump out. And then Mike at that second is finally walking out of con- the convenience store. So I look back at him and he's like celebrating me getting out to do it and says, thanks, Colin. And then <laughs> does like, <laughs> like three stooges. Slapstick style, full body slip in the air, lands. The bottle flies to like me, and I'm like 30 feet away. And it was the hardest and funniest way I've ever seen a person fall to this day. Where like I can't, I if somebody says thanks, Colin, to me in any context, I could I could straight up cry laughing just thinking this is over 10 years ago. And it's still that vivid of just Mike Cesario falling. Like straight up, ground, Mike. Like Harry. Feet were like. 
like hairy. And the bottom one <laughs> just flew across the parking lot. And I was, I'll never forget it. You got one? I, I, I got one that comes to mind. It's probably not the hardest I've ever laughed, but it definitely comes to mind. Did I tell the, the glitter story with Peter? Do you remember when we were in Europe? Glitter. I don't know. Okay. Well, at the risk of repeating myself, it's, it's, it's a great story. We're in Europe on that dead end path European tour that we had talked about. A miserable one. Um, we were playing Warsaw on New Year's Eve. So after the show, there was like a party. So it's a bunch of Polish people and us, like, party. Hey. They're all cool, you know? It was fucking rad. Mm, do, do, do. I picture, yeah. like, the Tetris yeah. song the Tetris playing. Game on, like, and then, like, the yeah. Numa Numa song. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude. That's a hit. How fucking good is that song? Unbelievable. I swear to God, I can speak, like, three Romanian sentences because yeah, of that song. Because of that song. I still know every syllable of that. That, like... I worked at a daycare when that song like went viral, pre-viral, but viral, you know, and we would play it for the kid. The kids loved it. And how we, could you uh, not? Yeah. It's three sexy guys <laughs> saying who no, knows what who the fuck knows all flirting with each other in the video. It's awesome. Um, so we're in Poland now before this, it's like a known thing. It's like me with Mayo or whatever. Peter, our merch dude at the time hates glitter. Like, he's just, he he, he's just like, he just can't stand glitter. It like, it, it's, it's coarse. It gets everywhere. You know, like he just like, can't stand glitter. It's like a okay. thing. I, I don't know. Does anybody like glitter? Exactly. It's a very poignant question. So we're there. Someone starts looking around and is like, Hey, where's the driver? Our driver was missing. And then oh, we went to the no. van and he was sleeping Okay. But he was waking up and he was like, oh, yeah, I had to catch some sleep because we have to leave in 30 minutes to drive from Warsaw to Budapest overnight. Okay. Okay. So we all find this out and we're all pissed, including Peter. Mm -hmm. Peter. (laughs) I just saw him the other day and talked to him about this, too, and he so mad. Turns a corner in the venue. There's some Polish guy who just goes. I knew it was coming. Blows glitter. In Peter's face. And you all knew this about Peter beforehand. It would be like someone who didn't know me squirting me with mayonnaise or something. Wow. Okay. Peter was so, we had to like stop him from harming this guy who was just like trying to like, oh, you know, like body glitter. Yeah. Be funny. We were. We are celebrating. (laughs) He had glitter everywhere. (laughs) It was in his bag for months. Oh wow! Like on on future tours, mm. he would have glitter on him. So you want to do it? You want to do it? Let's do another email. <clears throat> Hi, Colin and Bo. Big fan of the show. Thanks, Mason P. My story was thanks, Mason. From back in 2017, I went to run merch for my buddy's first tour as a band. We're all around 18 or 19 at the time, and I was the only one that had been on a few tours. That's okay. good. You're kind of the vet, you know? The old head. Yeah, kind of sh- move, pushing your weight around. Uh, yeah, yeah. First night is maybe an hour or two away from our hometown, and we are passing gas stations every two miles at least. Passing gas. The drummer, well, yeah. The drummer has to pee, but instead of asking us, asking for us to stop at any of these stations, he insists on peeing in his bottle because he wants to really soak up the tour life on day one. Which, side note, I pee in bottles constantly. 
all the time because I don't want to make the whole van pull over if we're like moving. I can't really do it. A moving vehicle is like the one place I just can't do it. But I love peeing in bottles. Yeah. I love peeing not in a toilet. It makes me feel good. Okay. I have. Do you feel that? I Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. There's something powerful about it. Strong. Okay. I have a story and I cannot say who. It's not someone associated with my band. I could say that. Okay. Or in, in the band. So somebody associated with this band. <laughs> Someone associated with the band, but not okay, okay. no one who would probably ever hear this. Mm-hmm. I peed into a bottle once, mm. all the way to the tippy top. Clear as a bell. Oh, beautiful. Somebody took a sip. Didn't know. Oh, that sucks, man. Let me tell you this, though. The first time we toured with Code Orange, I heard that they were just a bunch of young whippersnappers. Uh-huh. And I want. I was like, let's. I don't know nothing about these kids. I want them to see. I want them to see their reaction. Were they code orange I, kids at the time? They were code orange kids at the time, and I just wanted to to, to get a vibe on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so Eric, it's just Eric and I in the green room by ourselves, and I'm peeing in a bottle, and I take a massive swig of it, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. This guy's crazy. Like this band is insane. Guys, we gotta get we gotta get off this tour. I swear he didn't talk to me for weeks. Why would he? It's fucking disgusting. It was it was beautiful piss. Quality. I guarantee you I gained Wagyu, a year or two. Wagyu piss. On my yeah, I straight up got A5 piss, man. I my life was lengthened from piss. that from that swig. <laughs> The drummer's older brother. Oh, is there anybody in in any of your bands who has to pee like every 30 minutes? Me. The singers, huh? But I hold it for hours. Dude, we got to be hydrated or your set sucks. What would you rather do? Me have to pee or play bad? Rather fucking get there on time. That don't, that's not an option. I didn't say that (laughs) as an option. All right. Continue the story. The drummer's older brother is the vocalist, and as brothers do, he bullies him all day trying to make him drink the pee. Look at that. There's something about pee. I wouldn't drink another person's pee, but mine I know is fucking good stuff. I definitely, we definitely know, well, we definitely know someone who habitually drank his own pee thinking it was like, like you get your vitamins back. Okay, well, that's like, actually, oh. Do you remember We get to the venue, play a sick show at a bowling alley, and start a loadout. During the hour-long Midwest goodbye with all the other bands shooting the shit, yeah, the vocalist keeps trying to get his brother to drink the pee bottle. He reminds his brother that the bottle was in the van all night, so it's cold. And the drummer instantly goes, oh yeah, then I'll drink it if it's cold. What? He's definitely definitely the wild card. As soon as I hear this, I get onto the stage and announce everyone gather in the parking lot. Censored name is going to drink his piss. Everyone is psyched. (laughs) We get a crowd outside of all six bands, merch dudes, sound guys, venue staff, and a few stragglers that were just trying to buy some merch and now got much more than they bargained for. Drummer was a man of his word, shotgunned the piss like a soldier and I've never been more proud or disgusted at the same time. Years later, he is still known across Wisconsin. Yeah, he's the, the piss dude guy. That shot the piss boy. He's a big old pisser. Thanks for reading. 
Keep up with the rad show, boys. Thank you, Mason. That was, that was a perfect length, perfectly formatted. Good Mason, length. A plus. Good job, well Mason. I I could drink. I would drink a bottle of my own piss, no problem. Maybe I'm learning a lot about myself in this episode. I'm I sir. <laughs> I love piss. The guy loves piss. Uh, all right, back oh. to Twitter. <laughs> Back to Twitter. Uh, Connor Woodring. Oh, this is a good one. I want to hear the story behind Colin Spartan kicking the dork in the chest at the TT show that was flipping him off. I I remember reading that on Twitter and thinking like, yeah, we got to tell that story. There's two. This happened twice, which is pretty funny. Once, uh, once in the Bay area, there was this really small man who was doing it. And I, but I think he was like shit drunk out of his mind, you know? And while we're sound checking, he's just tugging on the mic cord. Uh, to the extent where it was like, all right. He's, there he is. He's got one more tug before I have to intervene. And then middle of the first song, he tugs it. And I'm wearing fucking steel toe red wings. Yeah. And just like full on like my leg was like. Like vertically <laughs> back before striking forward, and he, he flew yeah, like he, he flew like across Gilman. I'm sure some people are listening to us and then and can attest to it. And then Brody, big Brody, was there moshing, and as soon as he stands up, was just like, ah. so <laughs> I think that guy's in like jail now. He's actually pretty nice, but he was. I think he was just drunk out of his mind. But the other one. The one f- from the more recent one was we. It was it was a show that we. There's video evidence of so. There I'm is sure. a video of it, so I guess I don't know if I want to immortalize it. Every time I post it, I feel I'm like this is the day I get canceled. You know, this is it, because somebody's like, okay, all this shows is that you're an asshole, when in reality, no. I'm standing here. I'm standing here on song five of the set, and this guy the entire time is just like this. Fuck, like, fuck them. Like, I can't, I can't even give the mic to people or like talk because the guy, the it's like, <laughs> yeah. Where were this, you? Remember? This is Austin, Texas, and it was a show that we were forced to headline because Code Orange dropped because Joe Goldman's brain was broken. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, so we we had to headline this show. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that anybody at the show even wants to fucking see us because we're not the headliners. So I'm assuming a bunch of people left and got their money back. But this is the this is the remainder. And this guy, to me, was like a guy who was not happy that we were the headliner of the show. So it was like, all right, I'm gonna kick this guy as hard as I can. Uh, so it was like, like mid preacher man chorus. He just won't stop. Like there's straight a middle finger in my nose. You'll see it in the video. I don't know if I want to post a video, man. It's dangerous. Every t- every time it comes up, I, I it's like I'm I get shit for it. So I mean, we're talking I, about it. I don't know, but I don't know if I want to immortalize the video. No, I'm with you, know? you. I'm with you. Can people find it if they search for it? No. Okay, then I've, let's talk about it. I have it. Okay. Um and he just won't stop. I'm in the middle of the chorus, and without missing a beat, I just barrel this motherfucker, you got Donkey it. Kong, this yeah. man, to the back of the room. It's- but he apologized to me after. Oh, then fucking post the video. No, no. He apologized to he you. He apologized to me. He knows he was the dick. 
I know. I just, I like, I just do some people think that that's like a complimentary thing. Cause I see people do it at like Pantera shows where it's like, yeah, yeah. Between like 20,000 people and being, um, and then, and 118 people in a huge room where, where he's going out of his way to be like, eat this finger. I hate you. Oh, one time, uh, the last day of a European tour, we were playing Copenhagen, and a dude like grim, grim every time in Copenhagen, very grim. You know, James. James doesn't like to be touched very much. True, true. By anyone, except for me. And <laughs> a dude like got on the stage and like just was just like holding. He was just like kind of fucking with James. He wasn't singing. He was just doing the Euro shit, you know. And James Dark. very. Like, he wasn't like, oh, he like very lightly like pushed him away. But the dude was probably a little fucked up, tripped over a monitor and fell straight back off the stage. Oh, sick. And it was the last second of the set. Like, it was over. And immediately, this was right after the fucking Lamb of God shit. Yeah. Same time period. So immediately, we're all just like, oh, oh, no. But the guy was fine, thankfully. His friends were like, you fucking idiot. You know, so. Okay. It was, it was okay. The Lamb of God thing. I I we had a very strict like no stopping during the set for fights or anything policy, but like between that and the Astro World yeah. thing, World it's, thing. Like, yeah, it's like when I look out and see a fucking corpse, I have like I don't have a choice. I mean, I don't want to stop. The first episode of this podcast was talking about how harm's way played through a brawl that you started like we we were strictly we're i love it stopping never stopping because fuck you it's our show that's that's why we're here is so that you fucking kill each other yeah but metaphorically yeah but but don't die but in 2022 it's definitely like okay and also also being grown up like i don't want that i don't want someone to actually get hurt at my show i don't want that it's like a broken nose. Broken like, nose, exactly. I love that. I feel yeah. like I I did a good job. Yeah. If a nose is broken, but if someone you know? has to go to the hospital, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Or it's like unconscious. Yeah, I don't. It's tough. CTE, brother. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't fuck with that. Uh, let's see. What are the albums that get you through the longest drive? Great, great question. Great. Qu- wow. You got any off top? Uh, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is like a. So I like I've said before, I love the nighttime drive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I am king of the nighttime world. And I love to, it's dark out. We got four hours to the hotel. Rumors on first is like almost a, a like a given. Like I'm sure my whole band knows. Because as soon as the, the fucking, mm-hmm. like I'm just, I'm vibing. I'm just in a great mood. The record's perfect. I skip the one Oh Daddy song because that's a really mm-hmm. good song. But, you know, and then I'll, I'll usually, then it's like, okay, well, now I want to listen to I Want to Be With You Everywhere and fucking Rihanna and, and Gypsy. So you hit the, you hit the hits hit after hits. that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, Taylor's the big night driver guy. But he's heavy all the time. He Well, he is most of the time, but he always starts with Candlemas Live. So Candlemas Live is like, I associate that with like, okay, we're going from A to B. And it's like, I bind unto. And I, like, I, so that's, that feels very nostalgic to me. Okay. Uh, Pearl Jam 10. Dude, I was just watching a Pearl Jam set last night. 
How was it? At like four. Un fucking real. There's yeah, they're they're one of the goats, man. There's a period, and and like people hate on uh, on Pearl Jam, and I think it's unjustified. Who? Yeah, there's just like a whole. I guarantee you, people are going to say, yeah, Pearl Jam sucks. They're the only ones that survived. No, no, no. Allison Chains fucking rocks. They didn't survive. That's what I'm saying. But but like, he's the only, he's the last man standing. You're gonna talk shit about Eddie Vedder. Oh, I see what you're saying. But like the, Jerry, literally Cantrell, Jerry Cantrell said yeah. almost as much as Lane. Sure. And they're still like. The I mean, I, I agree that yeah. discography wise, yeah. Allison Chains is like it's like not even close. Not even close. Oh, but I'm, ten I, makes ten me so is happy to hear you say that because dude, I, ten is a masterpiece. I love. I think Pearl Jam rocks, and they fucking. It's like this crazy set. And they close with that Neil Young keep on rocking in the free world song. And like they're going off fucking hard. They all have they're having a good time. It's so sick. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on 10. Uh Faith No More Angel Dust, obviously. That's easy. That's like that's it's medicinal. Easy. You know? <laughs> yeah what else what else just gets me through a long okay time? i have something that maybe it's gonna sound lame kind of because of of a, like a association with this band don't give me any shit all right you like what you like that band remember that band hundredth yeah they have a synth record called ultra, you love it ultra rare dude driving at night to that thing is fucking amazing here's the thing man somebody in that band made liquid death I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. The the current drummer for them works for Liquid Death. He works for it? Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. All right. Well, Anthony, big fan of you <laughs> and your product. So I got nothing bad to say about Liquid Death Gang. No, and and like, honestly, check check it out. If you're ever just like you have a drive or you want to like clean your apartment, I, I swear to God, it's such a pleasant record. I can't, I can't, it's, I can't get into music any other way other than sitting here like this. Really? Yeah, I, I don't listen to a lot of music now. Mm. That's it's hard. Yeah. I, I have to like be in a in a mode where I'm like, okay, what why do, why am I listening to this? But then sometimes so like that New World Man mm. record that just came out. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. It's like it's like if Crumb Suckers was way harder, mm-hmm. but like equally good at guitar. It's it's really fucking good. So I don't I don't listen shout to shout out to the New World very Man. much at night. So it'll be like Choir Boy. That's kind of how we all got into Choir Boy was a lot of nighttime drives. Um, let's let little Led Zepp. Like, no. Dude, Van Halen 84. Did I oh, say that? You didn't, but absolutely. That's, I could listen to it five times in a row. <sighs> into 5150. I don't care. Yeah, straight up. Nope. I'm not a hater. No. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of ASMR, and I know you hate that about me, but While it's you're straight driving? up. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jason is literally going to demand all of this road stuff. Here. I'm conditioned to not sleep to it. Why? They 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 use no, road, he, but he personally hates ASMR. Dude, they are keeping road fucking yeah, I know. <laughs> alive. They are the reason they don't have to make ribbon mics anymore, just because ASMR motherfuckers. Yeah, I love that shit. Man. Rise to the top, oh yeah. Exactly. That's right. So OG OG ASMR man, right here. That's a little fun fact about me. Like OG before it had a name. I remember the barbershop thing. Like, hey, which one? You're coming in for a haircut? It's like an Italian guy or something. And it's like. Fuck that, fuck that guy, dude. Ephemeral fuck. Rift. He's, he, I don't fuck with him. 
It's the the girls held it down, brother. No, Gentle not, whispering. Sexual shit is so. It's not sexual, it's you piece of shit. Sexual. You're the problem. <laughs> you are the problem. You're sexual. You can sexualize water. Anything is can be sexualized. You look up ASMR and see the top ten videos. Let's do a top how the top ten videos. How many Easy. of them have sexual connotations in the thumbnail? You're putting your own connotations okay. into it. That's okay. the problem. We'll let the you got fucking gentle whispering. She's she's wonderful. She may have done some sexy stuff at some point, but not anymore. She gave that up. Uh, uh, GB's classic. Amal's classic. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, you look it up, you piece of shit. Look, this is sorted by most viewed. The top one is a chick with a ball in her mouth. I don't know her. I don't. I don't claim her. I don't claim her. Is not. Next one's not. Yeah. But it's also not an ASMR video. Oh, Dude, Zach Choi started out as strictly ASMR. That man makes fucking Wagyu A5 Wagyu now. Look at this. Okay. It's just like it's just a look at this yeah, GB. A, a chick eating squid. I don't know her. I don't claim her. Dude. But yeah, it's just that's just eating, brother. Mukbangs. Are, look at this. It's all sexual. That's food. That's not sexual. I'll watch a I'll watch a guy eat McDonald's for an hour. You're telling right me. Now. Hold on a second. There's nothing sexual. Uh, look, that was Zach Choi. He's a sexy guy, but it's not a sexual thing. There's one. Uh, I lost it. You are you are the problem. No, You're I, sexualizing no, a thing that is not inherently sexual. I'm not saying it's inherently sexual because I can, I, I like I, I I understand its function, but it's so often like, hi, hey sweetie, how are you? We're it's a it's a brain massage, so, Bo. No. So is is a is a massage sexual? No, because I always yeah. Have, shut the fuck up. You're wrong. Fucking monster man, like breaking me in half. I've never had a monster man, dude. It's always a small Korean lady, so it's never been a monster man. Uh, if 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 a brain massage is 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 a thing, anything can be sexualized. So yes, of course, an intimate woman whispering to you can be sexualized. Of course, I, but, but that's not the 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 purpose. But the top videos. <sighs> of course, because sex sells and you're buying, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> Read another fucking email, you pervert. You sick pervert. Oh, this one's perfect. Short as fuck. Talk about favorite stories from certain cities. Would love to hear stories from the Metro Detroit area, as I know both have played the area many times. Many Harms Way Twitching Tongues slash California bands have come through that I've attended. Metal Frat was always a good one. Love the podcast and listen to different types of topic stories from Matt S. Assumingly from Detroit. Um, I'll tell you one. This one's good. We, it was, this was like back, like this is standard tuning harm's way. Okay. okay. You're drop now? Oh yeah. Drop B. We've been drop B since fucking hmm. isolation. Um, oh wow. But this is like reality approaches harm's way. Okay. Like we, we, it was a Halloween show at the metal frat which is the coolest fucking building in the world. Um, loved it. Loved it. And we like, we opened with Jesus saves, like the intro of Jesus saves, you know, it was like a Halloween show. Some band did a full Andrew WK set and it was actually really good. You know, we're playing and there's a part, my guitar went a little out of tune and Chris in front of everyone, like, like while he's waiting for me to play the part, he gives me like a, uh, and I, I, I like looking at him, I was like, what are you doing? Like, d- stop. Like, while we're playing. And he went, Ugh. like, even more. 
And then after the set, I just like yelled at him and we got into an argument. And then he was like, you're right. I shouldn't have done it on stage. <laughs> like that was the resolution. Well, well you, you were like, in the wrong. I was out of tune. That's your fault. Do I make faces when he fucks up a fill? You Shut should. Up. Shut. No, that's so stupid. It makes the whole band look. But sometimes you can't help but be like, what was that? Okay. But did he have to do it a second time? He knew what he was doing. Don't defend Chris. You, uh, yeah, he, Chris is. No I don't. I don't want to defend Chris here, but you, but you put yourself out of tune there. You were googling, goggling all around, bumping your shit on something. You put yourself out of tune, brother. There. If and people made phases at you every time you didn't hit a note, or were all they do? I, I but but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's okay. Your own band members, they've done it. Did Kale ever look at you and go, I, but that would require me to, to not hit the note. And I've never <laughs> done that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Michigan metal frat. I was a big fan. Big fan. Um, we, love the metal we played, frat. Uh, we played Detroit together and it was a real bad show. Was that magic stick? Small <laughs> side. Yeah. That's downstairs. We opened with cold as life and not one thing happened. Brutal. Thank God yeah. for the sanctuary, man. I, yeah, oh, the sanctuary is awesome. Uh, but Metal Frat, one time, uh, that band sworn in. I have no malice towards them whatsoever. This was really nice. I bonded with the singer over something. I don't know them at all. I don't know anything about them. Mm. But they played there the night before and stayed there to see us the next day. Oh, that's cool. Thus taking up every sleeping place. Okay. Less cool. So it was like we arrived at 3 a.m. and like. You're sleeping. It was like they stayed there to see us, but in turn fucked us. Why the fuck would they not move to the floor? They didn't. I I can't. They didn't know that we were showing up at 3 a.m. But that was. So this was. The metal frat is where my gastrobronchitis bronchitis came about. Where I took like 15 laxatives because I thought I had gas. And it turns out I had like, like a dis- I was like chronically diseased. And when that was, this was the, this was the catalyst of the 30 hour poop drive. You know, I really, oh, this was it. It oh. was in the metal frat. Wow. That was like a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really was wondering how, how long we've been recording. We're at about almost an hour, almost an hour, almost an hour without talking about shitting. It's pretty good. Pretty good, considering. I'll do what I, I do what I can, but you know I just can't make any promises. Uh, what songs, albums that were written while on tour are you most proud of? That's a fun one. We've never written a song on tour, dude. Some songs were like uh, tightened up on a tour. We've written songs in the studio, which is cooler. I think a lot of bands do that. I writing in the studio I always feel like defeated when I write something when I'm like man I couldn't figure that out before you know I think I couldn't have had that I couldn't have been prepared with this when I came here but I remember really vividly uh the God's hate song admission of guilt from the first thing was like I did not have a guitar access to a guitar and it was basically like I in my head like laying down just like laid out the entire song, like exactly the way it is on the song. Oh. And it was cause I was listening to uh, destroy the opposition and the uh, Dan and Dan and Dan and Dan and Dan and Dan and Dan 
And then I was like, all right, I need to combine this with irate gone. And then, and then I use like, I was some like merciful fate type verse thing. And then it literally just like wrote itself. I did not, I was not on a guitar. I had no access to an instrument, but like got home a week later and that, and like demoed that. And it was exactly, and whenever that's happening, I have to like hum it. So there's somewhere, there's a voice memo of like the exact song, the way it is on the seven inch, nothing changed. Of just me being like, dun, 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 dun. so that that's a that's a vivid one that I remember. I wrote the Wolf Note demo after we got back from Australia, and I was like jet lagged for two days. Mm-hmm. Like I literally went and sat in my girlfriend's closet so that I could like yell without someone hearing me, like sing loudly, mm-hmm. and like wrote the whole thing in like a manic state of. And that felt cool. I mean, like, did you ever play a show with uh, that? Wolf Note played four shows. Wow. In Pittsburgh once. Wolf Note, yeah. With, uh, with Code Orange Kids. Mm. <laughs> we played like a, a hardcore fest. Uh, we played the Metro, Bee Kitchen, and Bottom Lodge. Sick. Did, did a bit. Um, the rest of these are really long. We're at an hour. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're pretty good. One thing we should talk about, though, is in addition to... The roadmap that I said before, we're gonna we're gonna do the the hotline thing soon. The Loreline. Loreline. It's gonna happen. We wanted we wanted to do it for this one, but just didn't know how to how to hard launch it out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So this is like the soft, like, hey, probably probably sometime mid to late August, we're gonna do a thing where we're gonna post a Zoom link. You guys are going to sit in the lobby and we can pull people in one by one. It's going to be record. It's, it's not live. It's recorded. So if you say something stupid, it's not going anywhere. And we'll ask beforehand, like, do you want names left in and all that? Or if you say a naughty word or a slur or something just to be a funny guy, it's not going anywhere. So just keep mm-hmm. that in mind, please. Yeah. And uh, your slur is not making the show. It ain't happening. <laughs> but it's going to be really rad. I'm very excited for yeah, me too. Well, and that's about it. That's about it. Alan, I'll we'll, see you in a couple days, bro. I know. It's so weird. All right. Weird. I'll see you. We'll see you all at Sound and Fury. Uh, look forward to what that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Be a bunch of little mini episodes and maybe one one real. And maybe and, you'll come over and we'll do we'll do one here. That's a good idea. And uh you guys, if if there's anything you want us to ask bands that are at Sound and Fury, tweet at us. Yeah, please. Email. Well, don't email us. Do the tweet or the DMs on Instagram just because I don't even have the email on my phone. But we have the, the socials, so do that. It just if, if there's anything that, that you'd like to know about. Bye. Bye. <laughs>